No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, featured podcast of New Right Network, mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. And welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the New Right Network. With us today is a very, very special guest. It is the one and only, the master cartoonist of the MAGA movement that is Ben Garrison. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And Ben, I have to say that I always, and I've, I've told you off camera that, um, you know, I've followed your work for some time. Uh, I think lately, I mean, you're on even a whole new level of, uh, I don't know if it's wokeness or whatever it is, but you're really, really ticking off the liberals out there. I mean, how do you tap into that and just never run out of juice? Well, you know, I, I run out sometimes, but it's, it's just that my career, I'm, when I graduated from college, I, I worked at a, uh, the local newspaper as a graphic artist. I did a few cartoons, editorial cartoons too, but nearly 20 years spent in the newspaper business has taught me to uh, kind of have the, uh, the quick turnaround, you know, and the energy to be able to draw quickly. And then after that, I spent a long time having my own business doing commercial art and having to draw office scenes and people at desks and, you know, business people in various scenes. And so I learned to draw quickly, and that's how I'm able to turn around a lot of cartoons. Like during, during the election of 2016, I mean, I was cranking them out um, in the evening after watching a debate or something. I would say, okay, well, I'm going to draw a cartoon after this debate is over, and we're going to get it out in the morning. So that's... Yeah, but I'll say, I, I remember seeing that like the next day, it was yeah. bam up and it was, that's, you know, it went viral. Yeah. And so I'm able to, I draw really quickly and the ideas aren't, you know, the ideas aren't that difficult to drum up either, but because I'm used to thinking in metaphors and thinking in terms of, uh, um, you know, how to communicate uh, information and boil it down into kind of a, a crystallized visual, you know, yeah. I'm used to doing that, but, but, you know, I, I am getting old. So yeah, it's, I, I kind of, sometimes I feel like I'm kind of slowing down a bit, but I'm not, I'm definitely not giving up. So, and I'm going to, no, be, no, no, no. We have a major election coming up in. That was yeah, definitely not ramping to... things up for that. Um, with, with, with reparations, the new green deal and everything else. I mean, there's going to be a lot of material coming down and these indictments too by um, Nunez. Yeah, I mean, it's about time the tables have turned. Well, there's a good cartoon right there. I'll draw a cartoon showing Barr turning the tables, you know. That's mm -hmm. what I mean by thinking in terms of metaphors. But um, we, have to, we have to go after these, uh, this, these deep, this deep state cabal who are trying to take down Trump by illegal means. We have to go after them with the same rigor and use the same amount of money and the same energy that went into the witch hunt against Trump, which was based on nothing but uh, but Hillary's lie. Sure, ben, oh, it's are her lies. I mean, she tells a big whopper, and everybody yeah. is, if lockstep the media. Oh, Russia, Russia! We heard that for two years. Well, now I want I want to go. You know, we have to go after her and Obama 
and Brennan and, you know, the, the clappers and the, you know, the stroke and the whole, the whole, the whole um, gang. Right. The whole kit and caboodle of them. I've asked, I've been asked this question. I've asked this question myself. Ben, why do you think it is that, you know, they've been able to, you know, I don't know, report this hoax, this, this collusion delusion on Trump, but we can't charge Hillary Clinton with one crime. Why is that? I mean, look at it. Not uranium one, not anything. Well, it's outrageous. I mean, there's, she is above the law. There is no, if, and until she's in the slammer there, we know that there is no equal justice under the law in this country. And that's one of the, when our founders set up our Republic, that was one of the main things is, is that they wanted the, the, a government that is, that is run, um, that is regulated and, and kept contained by law. So they can, they can, they can't go out and just, uh, commit rampant tyranny. They're accountable just like any other citizen. Well, now you're saying they're not accountable. We saw it with the Smollett. Oh, he has Obama connection, Michelle's friend, whatever. Oh, well, he's, he skates. Well, this is, this has been going on for, for too long. And then of course the, uh, you know, the, uh, fake stream mainstream corporate media is complicit. They've been, they've been saying all during Obama's administration, they were quiescent about all his scandals. And he had, he had, uh, his, his administration was rife with scandal. You know, he had the, you know, he knew about Obama, uh, Hillary's emails, for example. He knew, he knew that was going on. He, you know, then we, then he gave, gives uh, Iran that the billion dollars in ransom. And uh, you got the lowest learner IRS scandal. You got the fast and furious scandal. You got prosecution of the whistleblower scandal. Now we got, you know, then he had all kinds of other GSA scandal, EPA scandal. Um, you know, now we have this big blockbuster, um, the Trump surveillance scandal, and that's much, much bigger than Watergate because it's treason. It's treason to try to take down, spy on, and then try to take down a lawfully elected president. And that's exactly what they did. And I'm, I'm not going to be happy until I see Hillary and Obama. Obama really needs to, uh, face the, uh, music too, but Hillary especially needs to be in prison. She's an no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, she is the most corrupt politician of any of them. And to be the most corrupt Democrat, that is quite a feat. That is a high praise of corruption there. Um, but you also know, saw Barr said today, I guess they're opening up the investigation, you know, into the genesis of, you know, the Russian investigation, air quote investigation. Uh, well, how do you think that's going to play out, you know, given the track record into like the Clinton Foundation, et cetera, and Obama? <sighs> Well, I, I can tell you how I, I, I already told you how I want it to play out. Right. We've seen a lot of, uh, we, we've waited two years to see the uh, Trump go on the offense. And in fact, um, somebody, I heard somebody mentioned, uh, we need to have Trump go on the offense. Boom, there's a cartoon. Have Trump on the offense. I drew him as a, you know, going on the offense, carrying the ball and, and running down the, uh, all the, the corrupt players on the, on the Democrat side. But uh, this is uh, this is going to be critical for Trump to get reelected if we don't see some progress made. Um, him, if if he if he caves to the deep state, it's over. And if he and if he caves to the wall, it's over. The wall is a cornerstone of his uh, of his platform when he ran, and and he is making some progress. But we need to see a lot more, and maybe we will now that he's got a new. Uh, a, 
you know, a, a DHS person in there. I forgot who it was, but uh, we, we got to have to see some progress from Trump. I mean, you know, I, I like what he says. I, I, th- I, I don't agree with everything, but, you know, he might be our last best hope to kind of restore the republic. He needs to go after the Federal Reserve, you know, putting Herman Cain on there. And, you know, if, if we can get somebody to shake him up, that's a good start. But we need to end the Federal Reserve. We need to he needs to end all the, the wars of empire. He talked about getting out of Afghanistan and Syria. I'd like to see it happen for real. I mean, I'd really support him if he could start getting us out of these these uh, useless wars. Uh, I, I agree. Throwing away American lives for nothing. I mean, in a lot of it, and it's just needless. Right. And so, you know, I, I kind of worried that when he when he first got in, I was very worried that he's kind of surrounded himself with a bunch of neocons. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Let's, you know, and, and I think it was because if maybe his lack of uh, political experience, he felt like he had to get these, you know, the old school neocons in there. But, you know, he's slowly been purging them out. So, you know, with uh, like General Kelly and all these other people, these warmongers, that, you know, that for the deep state and he's been getting rid of them. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag, but Trump is still our last greatest hope, I think, to to really well, to make make America great again, and there's nothing wrong with that. They they try to make if you say say make America great again, somehow on the left that makes you a Nazi or something, and that's just absurd. Uh, what the, and here's the deal with the Democrats: they're going, they're actually now embracing socialism. You see, most of the uh, candidates running are socialists. And so I think this is almost intentional in some some weird way. I think what's going to happen, and that's one of the reasons why you want to bite him, because Biden is like, uh, you know, he's part of the deep state, sure, but he's not a socialist. Old lunch bucket Joe, he might embrace a lot of socialist policies, but I wouldn't think he was going to advertise himself as a socialist. But what's going to happen? He'll be, he'll be out. And then Biden, he, Biden's a hands-on type of guy, you know what I mean, Ben? Right. <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's ambidextrous, that's for sure. Yeah, I've I seen that picture with him grabbing. I mean, he's just creepy. I mean, grabbing those kids, and he grabbed that one kid by the crotch. And he's smiling. It's like, what are you doing, Joe? You know what? He he's sick because he knows that he's on camera, and he cannot help himself, especially around kids. He starts pawing these kids. It's disturbing. So something is not right there. But what's going? What I think might happen is this is a setup. So we got a bunch of candidates. None of them have a chance to beat Trump. What's going to happen? Hillary, they're going to say, we need Hillary back. And Hillary's going, oh, I don't know. And so they're going to beg Hillary to run. But in actuality, Hillary's and the Clintons still control the Democrat Party. They have all the money. They have all the influence. They have all the connections, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if Hillary runs again. And this time it's going to make it make it seem like everybody's begging her to run because she's the best chance. She, she'd be painted as the best chance to beat Trump. And she might also want to run to help keep the prison doors from slamming on her. You know, so while she's running, it's going to seem like a, a more of a partisan attempt if, it, if it, it's Trump uh, and Barr trying to take her down. So it might be her protection. And, of course, the deep state will be there all along the way to – to run interference for her because as we know, she is, was the chosen one for the deep state. I mean, she, she is a CFR person 
right down the line. She even she even admitted it once uh, that that she takes her marching orders from the CFR, and she was glad that there's a satellite CFR office in New York, and she called it the mothership, you know. And, and she, that's that's the whole thing about her is that she is she is the the chosen one from from the for the deep state the you know the globalist elite that's who she do you remember the podesta emails when she called that rothschild they pitched a fit and they did their best to try to take trump down now it's time yeah. for trump to give 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 meat back meet it out to them you know with the same enthusiasm and, and same attention of course the mainstream media is not going to mention it and play it down and poo poo it but we, they've already exposed themselves. They're worthless. And they're just liars. They're blatant liars. Ben, who's the number one person you would like to see be indicted for this? Would it be Hillary? Would it be Obama? Or would it be like George Soros? Well, Hillary's, Hillary has to be the one first, and then Obama, and then Soros. Soros is like a behind-the-scenes player. And, and behind Soros is, is, are the Rothschilds. And it's funny how you can't mention that because if you just, you know, it's before, if you mention the Rothschild, oh, he's anti-Semitic, that's proof he went after the Rothschilds. Well, these people don't exist. They don't pull strings. They don't have unlimited amounts of money to uh, affect the world. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, they don't, they don't have their, their own uh, control mechanisms through, uh, you know, the CFR and the Bilderbergs and uh, Tavistock Institute. I mean, they're the ones that are behind it, but you can't mention them because then you get called anti-Semitic. Now, now they're saying, you know, if you mention George Soros, you're anti-Semitic. You know, that's right. <laughs> right. Soros was Jewish. Well, Soros also, you know, when he was in Hungary, when he was a young man, was also instrumental in turning in a lot of Jews to the Nazis, wasn't he? But right. Didn't he work? Wasn't he in the Nazi yeah, youth? Is that correct? A, what's that? He was in the Nazi youth, isn't that correct? Hitler youth, isn't that right, Ben? I don't know if he was a part of that, but he he you know did his best to make sure that he hid his uh, Jewish Jewish origins. So he it's it's almost absurd that they're saying that if you go after Soros, you're anti-Semitic now. But they use it that they use that as like a protective coding where you can't. It's the same thing with the Federal Reserve. And when I first drew a Federal Reserve cartoon way back in two thousand and nine. I was thinking I don't see any other cartoonists going after this. And this this is like one of the most important things in the country. I mean, they control our system of money and, and they're controlling it for their own private benefit and profit. And this is an immoral system of money we have. Why aren't all these other cartoonists going after the Federal Reserve? I found out why. Well, if you do that, then you instantly get attacked for being anti-Semitic. Even though the Federal Reserve, when it was created, there it was created by a lot of people who weren't Jewish. I mean, there was a few of them, sure, but they, and then the Rothschilds were way behind it when it was starting, but the meeting at Jekyll Island of all the people who met there, there's only one Jew that was there. Most of them were, were uh, just people who were out for uh, power and money, and they discussed a way to basically trick everybody into thinking we needed this independent uh, institution of experts to prevent booms and busts. Well, what happened? We got nothing but booms and busts when they were instituted, and we got nothing but war because that's how they make their money. And so really, this has gone on way too long, this, this immoral system that we have with the IRS being our Gestapo. And none of these things are really constitutional. We need to get rid of the Federal Reserve and restore sound money to our country and, and, and let people keep the money they earn. I mean, 
most citizens live by hard work and, and then the government exists by stealing our labor. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And everything has gotten so rampantly out of control with big government. This is this really gets me was is that we started with this country with a small government and it was very well controlled, checks and balances. The the founding fathers were very wise and they knew that uh you know if if left to their own devices it would end up in tyranny and what do we have now we have a grossly bloated government and the democrats want bigger government it's like this government is a panacea it's it's their magic gateway to utopia so they always want more government they always want more taxes well my cartoons are going to stand against that because i see where that leads it leads to a tyrannical police state, which we already sort of have, don't we? I mean, we don't we don't really have a Fourth Amendment anymore. Everything that we do and and say on the phone or type, or I mean, it's all going into some database with the NSA. I mean, Snowden told revealed that that it's you know they've committed untold amounts of felonies, but we don't do anything about it, and and we don't do anything about it as our liberties continue to get eroded. Here's the latest thing that really makes me mad. And, and of course, you know me, a lot of stuff makes me mad. But it makes for great cartoons, though, Ben. What's that? So you might get mad, but it makes for great cartoons. Well, that's what I, that's what I tell you know, everybody, that the cartoons, I mean, they, they spring from anger. They're not, they don't spring from comedy. I'm not a comedian, and I'm not, I'm not funny, really. I mean, I, I go the satire route. I don't think about, okay, what's funny in this? Too many cartoonists today, huh? Let's see, what I, well, how can I make this funny? And they just, they're just like little jokesters. And I, I just don't like that kind of cartoon. I want to do satire. And if there's, there's something funny about it, that's fine because humor is part of satire. But the humor, if anything's humorous in my cartoons, it's, it's kind of almost an accident derived from the satire. What, what I try to do is, I try to, um, you know, light a fire under people with the cartoons, ring alarm bells, and it's a cry to action. I mean, are we going to sit and take this? You know, this is what's going on. Aren't you mad too? That's kind of like what I'm trying to communicate. And I'm going to start um, doing more cartoons about vaccines because it's getting ridiculous now where they, they're all crying for mandatory vaccine. And if we... Vaccines. If we lose control of our own health and our own bodies, it's over. We're just their cattle anymore. And anybody who resists them of, of these things are called, you know, we're called uh, crazy conspiracy nuts. I mean, come on. Do you, do we really want to have needles poked in us and have all this this uh, aluminum and uh, aborted fetal tissue DNA and animal DNA and all uh, thimerosal and who knows what mercury. I mean, the government, the government thinks mercury is good and raw milk is bad. <laughs> they, if we get this, if we have to get these mandatory vaccinations and then we have to present our papers everywhere we go, your papers bitta at the airport. Well, you can't fly. You didn't have your vaccinations. I mean, this is, this is a very, very dangerous um, precedent they're setting, and they're already setting it in California and New York, the, the, of course, the big blue cities that are panicking about the measles, which used to be a, measles, a, a, a nuisance disease. Now they're acting like it's the bubonic plague. And you I definitely think there's something there. Oh, I agree, Ben. I, I agree. There's definitely something to that. Uh, ben, you know, be touched on something that I don't want to miss out on because I'm excited about it too. 
you have a book they're coming out with 10 years of cartoons is that the working title of it yeah, it's, it's going to be the cover, um, Ben Garrison's uh, big book of editorial cartoons. Now, this book is, this book, I, people have been want, asking me for years to do a coffee table book. And I say, well, yeah, sure, that costs a fortune. I can't afford that, you know. It's, we're lucky to have the couple books that we did, which were small, because, you know, we went through uh, CreateSpace. And as much as I don't like Amazon, that's our only alternative, because otherwise it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to print any kind of book with color plates. So mm -hmm. I ruled any kind of coffee table book out. But then uh, I was talking with it to my wife, uh, Tina, about this. And, you know, 10-year anniversary uh, later this summer, my first cartoon that I did in 2009. So we said, well, maybe we can we can do it through uh, you know some kind of crowdfunding or something. And so she started this thing, and I thought, I don't know, I don't like to I don't like to rattle the tin cup, you know, I don't like to beg for money. But on the other hand, we couldn't do this without support. We just can't. I mean, I'd have sure. to be hitting the. But then I don't think Ben. I mean, you're certainly not begging for money. I think a lot of people out there would love to contribute to the cause, you know, the cartoons, but they don't exactly know how. And contributing to the book is probably the most direct way to do that. Well, and it is. And you know what? I was worried that, yeah, we're going to get embarrassed. We might raise a few hundred bucks. But the first day we raised, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the money was just pouring it. People were pre-buying the book on uh, Indiegogo. They were, and, and next thing you know. I'm going to buy it. Well, we reached our goal in like under a week. And now we're above the goal. And so people are continuing. Here's the deal. Uh, we decided you know what, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to make sure it sells because otherwise, you know, well, ben, we're going to do everything we can to sell it. I promise you that. Well, we'll put it on our website. Deal, we decided that we're just going to do a thousand. It's going to be a limited edition book. I mean, it's going to be a big book and it's going to have 200 color plates at least. And now it's going to be hardbound. It's going to have better quality paper in it because we keep getting more money. That means the book is getting upgraded. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, um, you know, a, uh, all it's going to be a thousand only and they're each going to be signed and numbered, you know, just like a regular art print or something, a limited edition, sure. A limited edition. And once they're gone, they're gone. And that, that helps instill kind of a rarity into it and an attraction that way, because, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. I'm not printing anymore after, after that. And then, then we're going to move on to 2020 and the next book will come out probably in 2020 and it would be, um, sort of a, meme, a, meme war 2.0 here we come yeah so it'll be a, it'll be all the cartoons i'm going to be drawing and and uh you know next year for the for the uh, presidential it'll be my my first book after 2016 for that was uh the 2016 presidential election collection which we still sell I and mean, that that sold really well and it was a tiny book i mean i couldn't print it large so the next one, I'm hoping to do a little bit larger for 2020, and it'll be like presidential election collection two, you know, for Trump's re-election. I fully expect him to get the re-election collection. Yeah, but the book has been. I just, I'm just really awestruck and humbled by the support we got, and I just can't thank everybody enough for helping us out. We couldn't have done it. We, ca I can't draw the amount of cartoons that I have drawn without help from people. And I think, you, I think you need to thank who you really need to thank, though, Ben. The inspiration, the lunatics of the Democratic Party that have inspired so many great cartoons. Yeah, we got some really, we got some real, uh, real winners there, don't we? We got, uh, you know, we got uh, that occasional, occasional cortex or whatever they call her. 
I mean, she's a real, she's a, you know, she's, she's basically an actress though. I mean, she was like, she won a, her audition for the part. I mean, she, in some ways I can't, well, you know what? She's not even real. I mean, she's just acting a part, but then you got people like Peter Schiff and boy, that guy's, that guy is a piece of work. Or I think he's, I think he's crazy. I heard Swalwell might be running and that guy, that guy is, oh my gosh. I he's mean, bionic. He's not he's soulless bionic. I mean, the, the the possibilities are endless. There's endless possibilities with these people to uh, lambast them. Which I yes, the, the the loony left is truly your muse, and uh, I'm glad that we're all able here to uh, you know appreciate the the great art that pours forth uh, forward. Ben, I love talking to you, and I really and I mean this. I, it's been a long, long time since I had any interaction with you, and I just hope that we can do a follow up in the short term because I would love to hear more from you. We do are running out of time here today because we want to keep this kind of a, in a digestible uh, time frame. But I want to say it really is our, uh, our great pleasure to have you and everything that you contribute to the MAGA movement. If people are trying to find you, if they're unfamiliar, I don't see how they would. If they live under a rock, where would you tell them to look on social media to find you? Well, if you go to gergraphics.com, everything, you'll find uh, our Twitter and all of our other social media and our cartoons I mean, and, and, and a link to the book. It's a uh, G-R-R-R, three R's for GUR, GURGraphics.com. Absolutely. Uh, and I appreciate you having me on your show, and I'll be happy to do it again. I mean, I'm not a public speaker, as you can tell. I'm just a ranter. I did get on and start getting mad and start ranting. I like it, though, because, you know, I think a lot of times people want to see those cartoons, and they're like, let's hear the thought process behind those great cartoons. That's why I just let you go a little bit today. I'm like, let's hear a little bit. You know, where, that's where that creative, you know, uh, I don't know. A process happens, I guess, you know, so. yeah, they're just visual rants, really. I mean, I just, I, I you know, I just, I was so mad when the banks got bailed out in 2009, that sparked me to do something. I said, well, what can we do about this? Nobody's listening. I wrote my senator, uh, both my senators and my, my congressman, they, they voted for it anyway, the banker bailout. So I got to do something. What can I do besides vote? Or, yeah, know, well, I mean, that's why I'm doing been, the cartoons. You've influenced a lot of people with those cartoons more than you ever could doing anything else. You've influenced those people with those cartoons, and we love them here at New Right Network. And um, so, but everybody out there, we will uh, wrap this up with Ben Garrison again. Everybody, we'll have him back on absolutely. Um, comment whenever you see this on social media, and we'll know what we're asking for next time. To reach us, it's always at www.newrightnetwork.com and on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at New Right Network. And that's a wrap. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com. <laughs>